guys. Welcome to uh, I'm All Ears, which is a Dead by Daylight podcast, uh, where Dro and myself, we cup our ears to the fog and listen to what you, the the community, are saying regarding uh, updates, balancing character lore, popular requests, uh, new releases, which is coming up, uh, and more, of course. Um, this is being recorded live, twitch.tv slash DylanKG, every Sunday. Um, we're doing this at 11 a.m. Central, but if you can't make it, that's okay. Head on over to your favorite podcast services. Type I'm All Ears DVD or I'm All Ears Dead by Daylight, and you will assuredly see us. I promise we're working on, like, official artwork, so don't... It's coming. Get ready. It's going to be cool. Our artist is worth the wait, I think. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's coming. It's coming. Yeah. Her, her MacBook has fried, so we're, you know, I, I feel for her because that is the worst, so we're just waiting. We're waiting. Mm-hmm. Um, but... Uh, but yeah, today today's topics. It's not even topics. We typically do not even a topic. Well, no, no, no. The topic is <sighs> Dylan KG himself. <laughs> for those of you guys who don't know, Dylan just recently got uh, Fog Whisper. And for those of you who don't know what Fog Whisper is, it is a partnership with Dead by Daylight. It is something that many DVD content creators strive to get. Very few lucky people get chosen um, based off their content, either on Twitch or YouTube or both. And Dylan ended up getting it, which is kind of amazing. Thank you. Yeah, so I you know just wanted to like poke your brain, ask questions, you know, a little bit of celebration <laughs> and get more people to know you because you're sure. you're a big deal. <laughs> uh, yeah, somehow. Yeah, I appreciate that. If you guys have questions for the end, by the way, we'll be taking like viewer questions. There's a doc form that you could fill out, and we'll be able to um, submit your questions so that it's not crazy at the end. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, we got some juicy ones ready. Mm-hmm. I did some yeah. ask the community throughout the week, and we got some good questions. So I'm excited. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I, Joe's the host today. I just get to say I'm the host. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Joe here. Um, we're just going to go dive right in, I guess. Well, we'll start off with easier ones and then, you know, go to the more thought-provoking ones. Sure. As the podcast <laughs> goes on. Right. So easy one first up is going to be, when did you first get into DBD and what got you into making DBD content exclusively? Um, It's really hard to remember back to, like, what got me first into DBD. I, I think that I had seen because i know i bought the game in like 2018 so we're talking Mm -hmm. three years ago now oh okay um i know that like a few friends had played it and i was like okay like this is neat at the time i was um doing warframe content i think i was a warframe partner at the time or or i had no idea looking into that (laughs) and uh, um so but i i knew a few friends who had who had played it and i was like okay sure like i'll kind of get into it I'm not going to lie to you. I can't remember any of those like sessions that like, I can't remember a specific old school mm-hmm. moment, you know? Um, but when it comes to making like DVD exclusive content, like my uh, ex-girlfriend, like when we were together, she was really big into DVD mm-hmm. and she knew a lot of people in the community. Um, that's how I met people well, met. I'm using that loosely met like puppers um, and a bunch of other really great streamers for DVD. Cool. And, that's when I started learning it, but I was still awful. I was like rank 13. I was like killers too hard. <laughs> Survivors OP, you know. <laughs> um, I still go through that now and I'm rank one. So. <laughs> um, but in fast forwarding, I, you know, I went through like a lot of, uh, I I'd already left Warframe because it, I love that game. There's nothing against that game, but I hmm. uh, single player games like loot shooter kind of grind games. I burn out on super hard. Um, so I was doing variety for a while and I was doing like animal crossing and breath of the wild and variety casting takes a special type of caster and content creator. You have to, 
have like a community that is so corely focused on like your belief system and yeah i, I just could not figure out how it works <laughs> really you know yeah um, oh, i agree and my attention span was awful i'd play like a new game for four days and then want to play something else and then never go back and mm. so i i was like i want to i want to do something like what i did with warframe you know commit myself to a game and really because when i was doing warframe i was sherping people through yeah helping them get stuff you know that's i, I was still trying yeah. to be helpful and I, I really enjoyed that role of being helpful um and so i was like if i find a game to sit down in i want to find a game that i can really go the distance with um mm -hmm. that's that i'm not going to burn out on you know and I, so i tried like destiny for a bit and i was like i'm gonna burn out on this because it's the same thing um and so i kind of landed on dvd i was like this is a game that like somehow this community still going you know um it's it's got you know casters and creators that have you know very large numbers so there is opportunity here uh For sure i could help this community out and, and you know i so that's that's kind of how i decided i landed on because I, I love the game i love multiplayer like i'm a mm -hmm. deeply competitive person and i love like it never gets boring to play multiplayer to, to me anyway no i agree um, so i pretty much prefer multiplayer online games as well so mm -hmm. And so I was like, I, you know, if you look back at my first YouTube videos, when I started this game, cause I started in April of 2020 was, mm. uh, it was actually 420 is when I wow. uploaded my first video <laughs> unintentionally. Um, but I, I, I did my first like video, which was like everything you need to know for your first few hours of DVD. I knew I wasn't an expert at the game, but I knew I knew more than new players. And I was like, this mm -hmm. is, this is my in, like, I know more than someone with no time in it so um and i was like rank i don't know like 12 still like i had like yellow perks like i you know i wasn't kitted i was very nervous and scared but i was um i i knew that i just wanted to to like find a community that i could try to help it, it was all from that like angle of like i definitely want to sit and find a home and i yeah. want to grow but like i want to offer something um because there's something weird about streaming. I don't know if you felt it. Very long-winded answer, by the way. Oh no, no, no! This is perfect. It's what we need. <laughs> but when it when it comes to streaming, if if I were just streaming to like play a game, that feels sort of empty. Um, oh yeah. So I was gonna mention this as well. This mm -hmm. is for me. When I first started streaming, and I just kind of played DVD, and all I did was really just play DVD on stream, right? Mm -hmm. And I, after a little while, I went to the point of like trying to starting to burn out. I didn't want to do it anymore. Right. And then what reignited the spark was when I started doing content elsewhere and exploring more stuff in the game, oh, okay. as opposed to just playing the game on the stream. Right. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like having like intentionality to what you were doing. Yeah, exactly. Instead of just going through the motions of like, okay, we're gonna play another seventy matches today or whatever. Exactly. Now when I do it, I feel like more. Oh, I want to play today. I want to like do this challenge. I want to like. Yeah. You know. Yeah. I'm sure the tournaments help keep that kind of fresh too, right? Because it's for, oh yeah, they do for sure. And you know, yeah. You everyone finds a little niche, right? And that's a good mm -hmm. segue because for you. <laughs> You decided to go through the route of like tutorials and teaching and explanations of the game as opposed to just doing gameplay. What right. was your decision for doing that? Um, well, yeah, I mean, like, kind of like I said, it, it was one of those things where, like, I knew just playing was going to be, like, eventually boring. Um, and so 
for I, I, this sounds like maybe a little uppity or whatever, but I had always been somebody who had been pretty okay at talking. Like mm-hmm. I, I've always been able to explain things really well. I used to work at a Best Buy, right? And like my special skill was being able to talk about deeply complicated technological things with old people. Like that's, that's what I was kind of known for in the store. Cause I used to work at like the geek squad area. Yeah, and old people would come in with like those Windows XP machines or whatever, and I, you know, we—that was what I was really good at—is explaining really weirdly complex stuff and relating that back to people who had kind of no idea what I was talking about. And so I, I knew that I had like a pretty okay skill set at explaining things and breaking things down and helping people to learn either visually or you know with demonstrations. And so I. You know, I knew that I wanted to be intentional with my content and I knew I had a knack for like helping people understand stuff and get stuff. And so that's when I was able to look at the directory and look at Dowsey and Otstarva and be like, these guys are killing what they what they're doing yeah. right now. I might be able to add something a little unique. Um, yeah. If I didn't have the skill set that I have. I think I would have walked away because Otstarva has like a not a monopoly, but like Ots is obviously very good at what he does, and Dowsey is very good at what he does. So, for sure, you know, it's one of those things where it's like it, I had a little faith in myself that I would be able to explain and demonstrate and help in a slightly different way that might click for people. Um, yeah, and so and and I knew that I was kind of new, you know, to the game. Still, I didn't have three k hours or whatever five k. So I I knew that I would connect with new players better than veterans would connect with new players because I wasn't that far removed. Like that's really fair. Um, I, I knew that I was like, hey, I was trash like not that long ago. I'm still kind of trash. So you know, I were you know, I I could vibe with us trash players. You know, whereas like a veteran with six k <laughs> hours who's been rank one for three years, it's like. Not that they're not going to be able to explain, but they may kind of forget what that nuance is. Like they may For forget sure. what they didn't know, which is a weird sentence. But um, so so yeah, I, I think that was kind of what connected me to wanting to uh, like educate people. And and mm-hmm. I, I remember something when I played Warframe. Warframe had I don't know if they still do the worst like few first hours ever. Um, and they've admitted that, so that's like like. Shit oh, I tried picking it up, and I was just like, <laughs> "You're like <laughs> so <what>? confused." <laughs> yeah, no idea what I was doing. <laughs> and so I remember, like with Warframe, I remember the barrier for entry being really tough. And DBD isn't as bad. They definitely like because it's a simpler game, I think, but it definitely lacks that new player accessibility of like mm-hmm. diving in and being like, Oh, there's like, you know what I mean? They have like a mild tutorial. Yeah. But... I think they have a thing where they teach you like the very bare basics of the game. Mm-hmm. But as you play, you learn that there's a, so many like other things that you need to know. Like even I have like almost 2000 hours in the game and I'm still learning mm-hmm. whenever I play. Sometimes I play a stream, like you could do that. Like, right. So right. Interesting. You know what I mean? I love that. Yeah. Oh, me too. And that's what I was going to say, too, because, like, as a viewer of your content, you, the way that you teach and explain things is very, like, on point and quick and easy to understand, which is nice. Yeah, you do have, like, that knack and that talent for doing that, for sure. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, that's 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 why I started education was just, um, I don't know, part of, part of the education was also, like, I wanted to learn, and then, like, I could disseminate that out a little bit, so... Okay. Yeah. 
Well, before we get to like the really hard questions, we'll do like one more easy one. Okay, sure. <laughs> so it's like, what what do you, what do you enjoy most about Dead by Daylight? Like, what really like gets you to want to play it all the time? Um, it's it's learning. Yeah, there's something yeah. really cool in. I like to be. <laughs> it sounds really like goofy. I, everybody likes this, but I like to be pretty proficient at stuff. Like, if I set my mind to it, I want to be pretty good at it. And so with DBD, knowing that like every killer like has this minute little stuff to, you know, um, that's mm. why that's why I picked up Trickster was everybody was like, ah, oh, he's not very good. And I was like, I want to be good. So, oh, I, yeah. <laughs> so, you know, and then like nailing and fine tuning that down. And then, you know, I'm still not super good as nurse or super good as Billy. You know, I'm passable. So it's like you know once i cap out as trickster and i've gotten as good as i can get or whatever you know then mm-hmm. i move on to the I, I just really that keeps it fresh for me going into a match and yeah. being like let's like master this thing and then you know and and then four new killers a year and all these perks and the rebalancing it's like there's always always more to learn and exactly and uh, it blows my mind because you think you've reached that max of things you could learn and then like something just comes up that you learn more of and i love it yeah, I mean, they're teasing this new killer that is coming out on, on the public test build, you know, on, like, Tuesday. And it's the, – the slight teases have been, like, you know, there's new ways to sacrifice and new ways to survive. And I'm like, oh, please give us, like, a new a new new mechanic, you know? Like oh, something I know. else that I have to big brain and think about, you know? I'm into it, so. <laughs> Super exciting. Like, I can't wait for this chapter. Mm-hmm. Big same. All right, let's get to like the more intense questions, I guess. Okay. Go to the first one. <laughs> sure. How has the journey for content creating been for you? What did you enjoy the most of it? And what is the least thing you've been enjoying? Um, Just content creation, like over my entire yeah. whole man. Your whole content creator <laughs> career. Um, I mean, it's been it's been ups and downs. It's been like a lot mm-hmm. of pause buttons and restarts. Um when and this is maybe i don't maybe a trigger warning it's i'm just going to talk about my mental health because i think it's a really important part of this but no, i think it's important yeah um but content like i've always been a creative person and i knew mm-hmm. that i didn't want to work like a nine to five the rest of my like i didn't want to work as much as i love best buy i don't want to work there my whole life but you know it's like when you're creative i was like i went to school for art and I knew that, like, I was like, well, a degree is not going to guarantee I get a job in a highly competitive field. So I, you know, dropped out and I just didn't know where to go. And so I, I, to be honest, I started doing content creation when I was like 16. Mm-hmm. Uh, I used to be like a skate park rat. So I'd skateboard like all the time. And um, we used to like make skate videos and like I used to edit them. And I had this whole channel that got like, when I, I mean, when I was younger, it felt really cool, but it got like 5,000 subs and I was like, hell yeah. Um, <laughs> but that's, that's when like all that sort of creative YouTube juices started flowing. And mm-hmm. I started a, a YouTube channel when I was working at Best Buy that was all about Let's Plays. I was really inspired by like the Game Grumps and like all these other Let's Play channels. And so it was me and a buddy like doing Let's Plays and stuff like that. But um, I knew nothing about creation i knew nothing mm-hmm. about like what makes youtube work so like you know we were getting no clicks and no views and and so he was like hey i'm gonna go to college because this isn't working and <laughs> <laughs> i was like i get you i feel you um <laughs> so i started i started streaming and i started streaming overwatch 
uh, I was like an Overwatch streamer when I very first started. It, that lasted like three weeks, but uh, okay, yeah. yeah, variety streamer to the core, eh? Yeah, <laughs> Warframe, Overwatch, DBD. <laughs> yeah, I and I loved it, but I didn't understand. Like I knew the technology and OBS and all that, but I didn't really know how to grow like a community. And Overwatch is saturated. I just knew I, you know, again the the multiplayer competitive. I was like, I want to be, you know, really good as Tracer or whatever, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but. It quickly felt like I just wasn't getting any traction, so I was I switched it up and I played Dark Souls and I went through oh. all the Dark Souls games. Well, I went through two and three on mm-hmm. PlayStation, and that's when I started to get a community. The Dark Souls community is nutty and like really, it's yeah. Like if you're trying to grow, like be a new Dark Souls player. People will come to your stream. I shit you not. Um, especially if you do something wacky with it, like Dark Souls on a dance pad, you'll get viewers. <laughs> That's not like official <laughs> advice, but like I highly doubt people wouldn't want to watch that. The Dark Souls community is nuts, so I got I got, I got viewers. <laughs> and uh, I've been picturing a dance pad in Dark Souls games hard enough. <laughs> I kind of want to try that now. That's an awful idea. <laughs> um, but so that's when I started like getting a community, and uh, eventually I ran out of Dark Souls stuff, so I started hopping around and you know doing a bunch mm. of other stuff. And this is around the time that my my daughter was born. Um, so God, it's been. I went on five years of like creating and streaming. Well, um, but yeah, the same thing sort of happened is I, I was doing like only Nintendo and, and all that stuff. And it, it's the hardest thing with content is like second guessing yourself, like always, mm. um, because Twitch offers, you no discoverability, right? Like you have to kind of network and know people, but you also kind of as a person have to be exciting, but you have to be live at the right time and take the right reads and it's 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 a a lot of behind the scenes i feel jesus yeah yeah because i feel like people i guess (laughs) who don't stream for example don't fully understand the scope of it even i didn't when i first started streaming absolutely i'm like people just sit down and play video games and like that's so cool i want to do that and then once i started i'm like it's just like a non-stop thing that i'm doing yeah it's like in the moment i wake up to the moment i go to bed i am content creating i'm networking I am thinking up new ideas. It's a lot. Yeah, it's it's. It sounds awful. I think about creation ninety five percent of my day. Yeah, me too. Um, not always in a bad way. Like I, I can detach and like play video games and just chill at night and eat a pizza or whatever. But like mm-hmm. sometimes I'll want to check a YouTube comment or like get on Twitter and all of that is part of creation. Um, but rounding back to like the journey, the the journey was yeah. like a lot of uh. Like, I'm not sure what the hell I'm doing, you know? I, yeah. I knew I wanted this to be a thing. And I was working, uh, you know, 40 hours a week at the time, you know? Mm-hmm. And uh, I was commuting. So I would commute at, like, 12. It was, like, a 30-hour commute. So I'd commute to my job, you know, clock in at 1, get off at 9, get home at, like, 9.30, you know, tuck my kiddo in. And then I would stream from, like, 11 to, like, 3 or 4 in the morning. Um, oh, wow. Because I knew I could get raids. Like, not too many people were on. I had, like, a huge, like audience in other parts of the world Mm -hmm. um and that's that was about when i started getting into warframe because a lot of the people in the warframe directory started raiding me and um started making connections with those people and you know Mm -hmm. so that's when i kind of learned i don't want to say learned like what it takes to be in a community but that's kind of I, i think warframe helped give me a way to understand how communities like that work like when you main a game this is how communities kind of work um but it was a lot of like second guessing myself and, and my mental health has been awful. It's been a really difficult thing.
thing to to come across um yeah i realized i had an anxiety disorder uh like really like i was diagnosed with an anxiety disorder when i was 16 and then i just never i, I didn't have insurance when i turned 18 and i just never got anything done about it mm. and so <clears throat> being on stream and like having like panic attacks and stuff like that because of you know um I'm not going to lie to you. I put a lot of pressure on myself with like yeah. wanting to quit. I hated my job. I wanted to quit my job, be full time, you know? And so viewership like going up and down would cause like so much anxiety. And for sure, I started turning into a very, like, I'm not afraid to say like aggressive person. Cause it's not mm -hmm. who I am now. Um, where I was not sleeping. I was not taking care of myself. I certainly was like, not, I was taking care of my daughter, but like, I wasn't, fully there you know like I, just yeah. life was sort of <laughs> sucked out of me a little bit and uh i you know i i think that's the the worst part you know if we look yeah. about like what what do i enjoy the least was having to go through that and yeah. i think every content creator has judged themselves like that yeah i i totally agree i was gonna say the same thing for me, it's like it's something that like something could, brings me like so much joy and like pleasure to do at the same time could like be such a detriment to like your own mental health. Yeah. When you let the the numbers get to you or the growth of others compared to yours get to you, it's like a very, you know, it's like a tug of war of emotions sometimes for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it's still for me personally, it's something I still want to do for like the rest of my life kind of thing. Right. I like right. enjoy it so much. Yeah. Yeah. I. I that that's a hundred percent what it what it's been and you know back then i was I, i've been to therapy i've seen three therapists in two years um mm -hmm. recently but that this was four years ago three years ago you know i i was a pretty out of control person and uh it's not because of content creation those things were always kind of in there and unhandled and not dealt with but when you're in front of a live audience a lot and you're on twitter which is for all intents and purposes, almost live, right? To some degree and uh, all that stuff. Trying to find yourself publicly is, it it's a shameful experience sometimes. Mm -hmm. um, you know, the, the difference between guilt and shame is that guilt is feeling bad for things you've done, but shame is feeling bad for who you are. Yeah. And so there was a lot of growth um, with with regards to feeling you know, being defined by my anxiety, being defined by like, you know, uh, how I behaved. And, and like I said, I used to be a pretty uh, not great person. Uh, you know, there there are maybe not constantly, but there were a lot of moments back in the day where I, I don't recognize myself now. Yeah. Um, and that was the worst part of it. The best part of it is also that I just got to go through that and come out the yeah. other side. Um, like I said, it's a funny like tug of war <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah i mean for all the youtube content i create where i'm like hey we're not going to trash talk other people or like you know we're mm -hmm. we need to like be more accountable for every time i've said that i used to be like the opposite i used to be kind of an asshole i used to be i, I used to let my emotions run run the show and mm. we can't we can't control our emotions but we can control how they manifest and yeah for sure that was something I didn't know. And now I know that. So if I'm, you know, pissed off at DVD or pissed off at something that happens, I, I get to choose how I behave, you know, yeah. uh, for, for the most part. Right. Like, so, 
and now I'm at a point in my life, and I would say because of content creation, right? Be- because of doing all of this publicly, right? Where I've mm-hmm. fucked up enough, for lack of a better term, that I've, you know, I, I, I'm in a, a much better spot than I've ever been. I have so much more to figure out. But mm-hmm. um, the content creation journey has been a, a journey of like put, putting myself in a pressure cooker. Um, yeah. A, a self-sustained pressure cooker, right? Of like... <laughs> waking up and being like oh that video bombed sick uh you know sick. <laughs> and just and just trying to figure out like is it me do people hate me no okay well, like you know that all of that that self-doubt that self-esteem and then you know you either you know i, I don't you either stay cold or you become a diamond i guess and for sure i don't know if i'm becoming a diamond but i'm trying no no, no, no. You, you're a diamond for sure i <laughs> <laughs> like it's also like a big thing when you're like going through this journey on a public platform i feel like it also adds a pressure on you right yeah yeah because when you have an audience and people they have people to look up to you people who like you know look down on you yeah yeah that's a thing so too. like it's like a lot more different when you're on a public platform doing that yeah. for sure yeah Especially and that's like a great segue as well. Yeah. I know it's like you know all the questions because this is working out <laughs> so perfectly. Um, so I know that like inclusivity and having a safe space and a good mentality, especially towards the game, is like super important to you. Mm-hmm. Um, and what ways do you use do you like ensure that kind of mentality within yourself, your community, and your gameplay? Oh man, um, I think I, I mean I want to start off by saying like I'm constantly concerned that I'll come off as a hypocrite um in a in a weird way anxiety is a wonderful tool for checking yourself mm-hmm. <laughs> almost too much um because i used to be a very angry like frustrated person um and because i mean my my dad was that way you know for a long time when i was little and that's you, you learn those behaviors and i'm always afraid of going back to being that person and so i try to hold my community to a standard that i am holding myself to um I fail at that sometimes though. And I think, I think those micro occurrences of failure, um, Mm -hmm. keep me in check, you know, like you've, you've been there when I've like said something in chat and I'm like, I shouldn't have fucking said that. Um, it, it, those things are usually more like regarding other matters, but yeah, yeah. But I think I'm always kind of running a filter in my head. Um, because I, I don't want to hurt people with what I say. Yeah. And I don't want others to hurt anyone with what they say. And I, and I think if nothing else, like growing publicly has taught me perspective. There's mm-hmm. always a thousand sides to a conversation. Right. Um, and the, the nature of Twitter and social media and things getting clipped out of context or, you know, all of those things in my content creation journey have always shown me that there is, there is a lot of perspective in the world that I think that we miss as people. Mm -hmm. And so I try uh, to, to give people and to afford people um, some of that perspective that, you know, if, if somebody pops off in post game chat, you know, I, five years ago, I would have been that asshole, you know, I would have popped yeah, off yeah. at somebody. And, and so I try to give people that perspective and say like, Hey, like you're probably frustrated. You know what I mean? Uh, mm-hmm. 
sorry you're having a rough match, man. Do you want to, you know, uh, we've done this before. Do you want to watch the VOD back and we can talk about where you think that I was rude to, you know what I... 100%, yeah. And because I think when I was younger, if somebody had pulled me aside and said that, instead of, you know, fighting the fire with fire, um, mm -hmm. I don't know, maybe something would have clicked sooner. I don't know. Um, yeah. But I, I all I know is that, like, I have a unique... Uh, emotional capacity to take a lot of shit <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, yeah from random people and uh not a lot of people have that i think a no, lot of people you know true. and not, not not everybody needs that right that it's up to the individual but you know um inclusivity is important inclusivity I, I will say just with regards to the original question inclusivity inclusivity mm -hmm. is like a no-brainer with regards to like lgbtqia um, yeah. by poc that stuff's like not even a question it should be it isn't right it should be people, common right? sense right yeah. yeah yeah but um but with with regards to a safer space where we don't like shit talk others or mm -hmm. you know i i'm not an advocate for PC master race bullshit or, you know, console players are trash or yeah, it just none of that is conducive to anything. Um, yeah. If I've learned anything. And like a lot of people use that as like a way to like, I don't know, make comedy out of it, but you don't, sure. which I really respect. You know what I mean? Because mm -hmm. some people just hop in on the bandwagon and we're just going to go with the PC first console thing. Right. Because it's funny to say other oh, console, of course, are going to be trash, but like you don't give into that kind of stuff and i really respect that because for me those are like kind of low blow, low blow comedy stuff you know what i mean right and and they hit people in a place that they may not have any power or control yeah. over, right like i could not afford a pc until i was like 23 24 mm -hmm. like i just was a poor kid i was homeless when i was 18 you know like so if i was playing on ps4 that's just what i had or you know ps3 back then so i, I think that when it comes to any of that stuff there's there's just always that that perspective there's always like there's a person there's always a person mm. back there um and you know like i said with like with console stuff it's like people if they could play pc probably would you know yeah like but at the same time it's it's one of those things where I, I just try to put myself in the other side's shoes and just like, it, it, you know, if somebody were saying these things to me, would I be like super pleased? Probably not, you know? No, right? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, when it comes to like, and I, I tell my community to hold to hold me accountable as well as as much as possible. Um, mm -hmm. The only thing I can do is be a role model, and <clears throat> you know, we have big streamers out there like Ninja or xqc or whoever and this mm -hmm. i'm not endorsing or, or putting down anyone in any particular way but they have a lot of people who watch them and mimic exactly oh, yeah, what sure. they do um, sure and i am not ever going to be as big as ninja or xqc but if i have a hundred people watching me on twitch there are inevitably a few kids that are going to say and do what i say and do mm -hmm. and that a lot of people don't care about that responsibility. I, I, I cannot force anyone to care about things that they should care about or whatever. Like, but I care about that stuff, you know. And you know, my YouTube comment section, I try to keep it clean as well. Um, mm -hmm. It's the same thing. If I get seventy-three thousand views on a video or whatever, 
inevitably someone is going to parrot what I say in there. And so, oh, yeah. you know, I, I have a responsibility to, to like, if we want to end the cycle of people being passive aggressive and taking their frustration out on others, I think it starts with people taking responsibility for their own behaviors and owning up to the fact that people are going to copy what we say and do. And impressionability is a thing. And, mm-hmm. uh, starve is a good example of that. I, 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 I've never seen that dude like actually get pissed off at somebody. No, me neither. I don't think ever. <laughs> and that's that's who I really modeled myself off of, like when I first started, because I would say my journey emotionally has been primarily over the past year. Because um, mm-hmm. Dead by Daylight and it and its community, I'm not saying its community is specifically more toxic than anywhere else, because I played Splatoon competitively, like the Nintendo game, like splatoon nintendo that game's got an awful community too like all of them are awful every community has a dark side i feel like yeah i feel like every community does for sure (laughs) but uh but i you know back a year ago i was the community pushed me and and i got to see where like my behavior had its gaps and where my behavior was unacceptable because of being pushed to that edge and having people like Otz in a position of power where he takes those comments and he just goes oh sorry you know whatever yeah you know that that was a guiding post for me. That was a compass. So um, that's you know uh, long-winded answer, but that's that's the uh, that's what I try to that when I'm playing the game or when there's negative post-game comments, I just think of the perspective and think of the responsibility that I have to other people because I've been through a lot and yeah. other people have been through a lot. I don't know anybody else's story or life. If someone's being an asshole in post-game chat, it's probably because they're not doing so hot IRL or something. And putting them down isn't going to fix that problem or end that cycle. So, 100%. Yeah. And earlier you <laughs> said about, like, how, like, you've messed up and stuff. I think a big part of being, a you know, a human being is messing up. Yeah. But I think the importance of messing up is acknowledging that you mess up and taking accountability for it, which, like, you know, mm-hmm. you do. And, like, people should. So I read last That's night... It was a really good quote. It was you can't you can't talk your way out of a situation that your behavior put you in, but you can mm-hmm. behave your way out of a situation. Yeah. And I like that. And so I know that four or five years ago, you know, I was an awful person for all intents and purposes, comparatively. And I'm not perfect now, but I like to believe that my behavior now is a lot better than it used to be. And and I don't know. So that's that's the type of behavior I want to model. So. Mm-hmm. Oh, really awesome answer actually um next question we this more dbd focus we got like the heavy stuff out of the way but it's really good information i'm sure a lot of people out there listening can relate to a lot of this and i think it's important to talk about stuff like mental health and things like that and make it more like you know yeah. a common thing to talk about right yeah because like a lot of people don't have the opportunity to talk about their feelings or what they go through like that and i think it's not normalized enough to talk about it and i think it's really cool that we can do that here mm-hmm but for another question, now that you achieved the Fog Whisper status, you know, big hype, but what is your next goal or milestone? Oh, man. You know, this is from my community. They asked <laughs> a yeah. really hard one. <laughs> we, we've talked about, I mean, you and I talked about this, right? Because, you know, mm-hmm. I, uh, I've gone through this a few times, you know, like I got Twitch partner like three years ago and I got Warframe partner. I've, I've been through the milestone hype train where you, mm-hmm. you hit the apex and then you're like, what now? And then you sort of spiral out of control for like a week while you, while you uh, figure out where all your dopamine went. Um, yeah, you just get lost. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I didn't think I'd get Fog Whisper 
until next year at best. Like, I, there were, there are so many. There still are. I, I said were, but there are so many fantastic content creators for Dead by Daylight, and I knew I was offering value to the community, whether I was Fog Whisperer or not. Like, I knew that. Yeah, for you know, sure. I, I was helping someone enjoy the game a little bit more. But now that I have it, um, I don't know. You don't know, uh, eh? You know, the, the big thing is, like, I'd like to be part of, like, Twitch Rivals, and, like, I would like to do commentary if they do any official, like, events. I would love to do, like, shoutcasting for Dead by Daylight. I have these, like, little mm-hmm. small things, but um, the big thing for me is really just growing my YouTube, and, 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 like, one part of it is, like, continuing to try to usher in, like, new players and help them understand what's going on and and help the community grow in a in a positive mm-hmm. way but the other way is like i want my youtube to be larger and more sustainable um yep. and you know uh that that would help me a lot because right now it's um i love youtube but i put up a you know i have twelve thousand followers which is not like a flex it's just that is what it is but i put up like a gameplay video that gets like maybe a thousand views sometimes two thousand views but if i put up like a tutorial the tutorial gets like a hundred thousand views in some cases right and it's like that i'm trying to grow enough organic subscribers so that they're interested in almost anything that i release and so the the weight to constantly have a tutorial i'm gonna run out of tutorial stuff it's like it's already (laughs) happening right like i'm (laughs) i'm sort of rehashing some older stuff right now um Mm -hmm. and and so like i'm trying to get to a point of sustainability um so it's it's a lot of like micro goals but yeah youtube is purely strategic and i understand a lot of the seo and searchability and right now like gameplay videos for me just aren't searchable it's only my existing like uh subs that are able to really watch that stuff so i have to continue making searchable content for a while and so those are just micro goals i don't know that i have a huge achieve you know like twenty five thousand mm-hmm. subs would be cool but those subscriber goals they come and go very quickly yeah um in in terms of like the next few years i'd love to see myself somewhere in the games industry um doing something i don't you know i don't know what i i've always thought qa would be kind of fun but also i know that qa is like a nightmare like all you know all these different things i'd love to be in the industry Mm -hmm. but i don't have a path for that yet um sometimes it's okay you know yeah things change too quick um yeah so i'm taking it kind of one year at a time and right now i'm just trying to foster everything i have into being sustainable right part in the back of my head i'm like what if i start stream tomorrow and only like 20 people show up like that's that fear still kind of happens you know Um, yeah yeah happens to me too so you know i've had a few youtube videos kind of bomb recently you know uh so nothing set in stone so right now it's just maintaining status quo which is a very boring answer but it's realistic well um, it's real right yeah <laughs> right. for sure so you know it is what it is like for me on the outside looking in i get from your perspective is different i think you're doing amazing thank you yeah so right. i think your content's incredible i like watch all your stuff even though <laughs> i have two thousand hours in this goddamn game and i still <laughs> go to look at your tutorial and like how to loop a killer properly i'm just like am i Let's doing go. this right right <laughs> like yeah. it's good content and like yeah. you said i understand what you said about the grind to make sure you just have the set audience on youtube yeah that way you can post basically anything people will watch it 
Right. I think it just comes with the grind. I think YouTube is like a much rougher grind than it Twitch is, is. It is the long game. Holy because on Twitch, at least when you're live, there is some, some kind of discoverability. You might just be unrecommended or people just like go to DVD and see your thing. On YouTube, though, it's like I feel like a lot harder to have that kind of discoverability. Yeah. But like you're doing a damn thing. Even the little bit you helped me has helped me with my stuff. It's like yeah, very so marginal right. compared to yours. But like... Kind of oh. like if you see if we see from the time when we talked right until in the videos before that it's like a huge difference for right me. <laughs> I, I feel like you really just started your journey like truly mm -hmm. like you know because i mean i had the leg up of like when i sat down to to work on youtube i spent three days like looking at search terms and results and like examining thumbnails and figuring out what people clicked on and then mm -hmm. i made the video you know um and like I, I started like researching like I from like the get go started just like diving into all the tools and stuff. And so that was my beginning. I feel like now that you're in source filmmaker and you're like finding your niche and like all I feel like you like you're actually at the true like beginning of like your journey where you're like being so thoughtful and intentional. It's really cool to see. Thank you. I'm, I'm having like a lot of fun with the two, which is funny. Even though like maybe only 80 people will see this video, I'm like, yo, I did that. That's that's <laughs> okay. I like it. Because in like a year, if you pop off, somebody will go back to that old video, and that's like uh -huh. that's a very cool feeling. Like just mm -hmm. you can see, you can catalog your own journey and growth. Like when I look at my old thumbnails and I go, well, those are trash. <laughs> you know, and I look at yeah, how yeah. I edited, and you know, it's cool. It's cool. People like that too. The audience loves that. All right, next one. Uh, we only have two more to go, so we're almost done here. Um, what are you most looking forward to in the future for DBD or behavior? That's um, it's an interesting question. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, before last year's stream with Pyramid Head and Silent Hill chapter, I I would have said eventual like Silent Hill something. You know, mm -hmm. um, to me that was the pipe dream of like, like. Silent Hill lives in my heart forever. That was like a big bonding thing for me um, mm -hmm. with like my older brother, um, which I don't talk to anymore. Like we're like very estranged, but we uh, we bonded over. So I was like nine years old. Like, don't tell mom and dad I'm down here like watching Silent Hill, you know? Um, yeah. And so that came out and I was like, shit, I, what else do I expect of the game? I don't know. Yeah, there's a lot of cynicism about the game and you know, I'm not a 7,000 hour veteran that's like burnt out and like kind of stuck. You know what I mean? Because I, I think that yeah. I think once like a lot of content creators, once they're stuck or once they've played the game for a long enough time, it's easy to just be like super like, well, this game's not evolving and I hate it here. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, and I can't blame people for that. But so I hope there's an evolution of the game. And, and there is right. We, we, we do have to acknowledge that they've brought dbd for all intents and purposes basically a playstation 3 game um up to like current generation standards and remade maps and are remaking the character models and and the the level of quality to relate this to you a little bit like your old content versus your new content like it was mm -hmm. like let me just put some stuff up and see what works and now it's like we in here you know what i mean Don't we in here um <laughs> that's what it feels like right and i yeah even if like dwight's face is weird right like we'll figure that shit out right like don't get too <laughs> lost in the minutiae <laughs> um but it's it's one of those things where I, i'm i'm just excited for the game games don't last five years uh no they they just don't they get iterations right like destiny one made it 
what four years and then now yeah. we have d2 d2 like expired a long time ago in my opinion. like destiny 2 is tired uh and it's time for d3 so i don't i don't know what's in store for behavior i think there comes a point where they make dbd2 um you think so eh? i thought about that recently as well i'm not I'm not gonna speculate on like what the fuck that means. <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I I would have no idea either. But <laughs> but I think, it, and I don't I don't know a lot about how they code or program the game. It could be off base here, but I think that they scrap their existing Unreal Engine because I think that the way they're using Unreal, and I think that the um, the scripts that they're using, I don't know how it's written, but I believe it's written in like the super weird like it. The way the game is built now, I think, is like not compartmentalized and segmented which is why we get like recurring like nurse bugs like every other update or whatever you know what i mean it's all speculation on my end so i think that at some point they start with either a new engine or they just start from the ground up and build or port even maybe this game into a newer engine or an updated engine and they are then able to update better more frequently um yeah etc i i think that's the big thing i'm looking forward to the problem is with that is that they can't behavior can't do like a season of no dlcs and make this so i think it's a slow grind and a slow burn you know um this game is 20 dollars. you know they're not making yeah. like fat stacks off of the base game you know yeah, yeah it is the dlcs it is the weird cosmetics and things like that that are making them some money and they can't really take a break from that so when it comes to making little side projects or rebuilding the core code of the game or whatever it is you know that Mm -hmm. that is such a slow tedious process and i think that's why they're going through and doing like reanimations and these little you know and small fix-ups you know through throughout over time um Yeah, and, and and the skin store is a oh, it's huge. Is is huge. Yeah. Uh, the other thing I really want from DBD is uh, di- better meshing, um, which f- I, I may have used that term incorrectly. No, I, what do you mean by meshing? I yeah. read articles and then I pretend I know what I'm talking about. Um, <laughs> but like right now, um, on Jane, for instance, like if Jane yeah. has like a, I think it's a halter top. I don't the clothing, but it's, yeah, you know, straps on her shoulders, <laughs> right? The straps are not uh, on top of her shoulder. They are her shoulder, um, if that makes sense. So, like, when her yeah, yeah. skeleton bends in weird ways, it, like, is suction. Like, it just, like, little things like that drive me fucking crazy. Like, the cosmetics, <laughs> like, glitching or, like, stri- like the ghost face cosmetic completely. Like, if you uh, – I played as Hollowed Blight Ghostface last night. And if you look at his, like, fancy cloak skirt thing – the mm-hmm. texture on it is just stretched to hell because of the way he like runs and stuff. So I'm hoping for like yeah. an update on all of these cosmetics that make the cloth look like cloth and move like cloth. So like in terms of like a more of a visual update. Yeah. Which just, again, just like, I know for a long time, Myers in tier three with his knife, <laughs> his knife didn't move. It's, yeah. It's still <laughs> so when I noticed of, yeah. that, when I went to tier three, that would bother the fuck out of me. I would be like, being like, yo, it's not even like moving. <laughs> I, I will say this. I went, I went, I made a video recently. You guys can check my YouTube out. I made a video that talks about the Dunning Kruger effect with DBD. And it, it, it talks about how people don't know as much as they think they know about this game. Like, that's just, yeah. most players are like green ranks and they think that 
I would be red rank if I weren't tunneled every match or some wild fantasy like that, right? Um, mm -hmm. Go check that out. Dunning-Kruger is a... It's a good video. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's a cognitive bias where you think you're better than you are. Your confidence is super, super high. But I talked a little bit about Oni and how when Oni mm -hmm. came out, everybody was like, oh, he's hillbilly, but worse, which is laughable now. Because, Ugh, I hate when people do those kind of comparisons. Right, yeah. Dunning-Kruger came out. It's like Huntress, but worse. It's right. Like, completely God. different things. But anyways. That's Deslingers. <laughs> yeah. I'm, and... and so I, but I, I went back to look to do my like research. I don't want to spout off at the lip without like reading about how the game used mm -hmm. to be. Um, and I watched old PTB videos of Oni. And I, I want to give credit where credit's due. Old Oni animations, like old animations in this game at all were awful. Like half baked, yeah. right? Yeah. Like um, yeah. <laughs> Oni going into his like demon fury. There was like no special like explosion of energy. None of like the particle effects. He just would like kind of like Ah, and then like the ah. club was there, right? And you're like, <laughs> yeah. it's it's jarring to look back. And that's last year, 2019. It's not that long ago, yeah. really, in context. Um, it's so weird to look at the game, and so like it's yeah. it's weird to see how it has improved, right? And if you're somebody who's played the game for like you know since its inception, and you're like kind of burnt out on it, it's hard to appreciate those nuances. But for me, I just hope that they keep doing these sort of iterative things, you know, and and. Uh, buff trapper um is buff, please <laughs> please <laughs> but like, i think i think you're right i don't think people have noticed or care to give praise to how much like it's work hard behavior is put behind and like the, i get it maybe sometimes they take a little longer to do like updates and stuff like that but right. they have been working a lot and i know people have noticed but behavior has been coming out with more and more updates recently they are far more frequent like, and they're, I, they're I had packed. a bug update patch like every like what two weeks the last like couple months I feel it's been for the past so, year actually almost yeah. like if you look at the patch notes it's about every two weeks there's some sort of update generally mm -hmm. I, I will say the palette the most recent palette stun bug was the longest period of time where we haven't had some sort of update um and so like I know that I know that a lot of us Oh, we're getting we're getting we're getting rated live You're on rated. Twitch for you audio <laughs> listeners. I try not to I try not to talk to chat too much because if somebody's in the audio version, they don't they don't get that benefit. But thank you guys for mm -hmm. the raid over here on Twitch, Jamie Croft. How are you doing? And thank you guys for all the resubs. I see Robbie for forty three months and, and Courtney for thirty one months. Jesus Christ, you guys oh like me for that long? <laughs> How do you guys do it? Yeah, thank you guys. <laughs> Um, but Jamie, welcome to the stream. Uh, if you guys don't know me, my name's Dylan. Uh, I am part of a duo here. We're doing a podcast with Hydro. We do this every week. Um, goes up on podcast services. But typically, I'm a Dead by Daylight educator, so I try to teach the game um, to new players. I try to like usher new players into the game, try to help them learn the game and understand all of it. I also try to dissuade people from getting too salty too fast. The game's very tough when you first start, and so I try to teach attitude if you will right um mm -hmm. yeah, there's a lot of places where people like that are new survivors can go and like their their survivor buddies are like oh he's tunneling and camping and they just start saying that everybody's tunneling and camping or whatever and you know so so we just try to teach like healthy attitudes as well i think that's a big part of our platform is just yeah, trying yeah. to teach to fucking relax man <laughs> um, <laughs> just calm down yeah jeez but um, all right we i have one more question for me and then we could just do um some q a sure, 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 sure. some people have submitted some so the last one for me is just um do you have any advice for future dvd content creators or current content creators in terms of growth what to focus on what not to focus on attitude all that jazz um 
I don't think Dead by Daylight's going anywhere. I think there's a lot of jokes about it's a dying game or whatever from people that are very frustrated about getting killed by Deathslinger one too many times or whatever. But mm-hmm. I think that if you're a new content creator getting into DBD, just playing the game doesn't cut it. Um, there are very few content creators that are new that just play to play and like get really big, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and there are some nuanced special cases, right? We have somebody in chat, Vincent Vega, who is the... <laughs> The double tap king, right? But he's been here forever, right? That's a that's a yeah. big part of it. Is if you're just getting into the game, it the game's got a lot of people streaming the game, right? Hundred percent. Like they're. <laughs> I love Vincent, so I'm like fangirling a little bit right now. But yeah, right, yeah, Vincent's good people. <laughs> um, but it's it's one of those things where if you're hopping into the game now, yet I think I personally my biggest recommendation is you got to find an in. Um, it doesn't have to be education. Like I don't, I don't want people to think they have to educate. Um, but, mm-hmm. and the other thing is to make some fucking YouTube content. Um, I, it's so big, man. I wish I started YouTube when I started streaming. If it, only. <laughs> yeah, same. Only. Um, <laughs> yeah, if I had started YouTube five years ago, where would I be? Um, <coughs> but, and and then learn YouTube as a platform too, because I think Twitch is great. But if you're not live, people don't know who you are. It's just, mm-hmm. it's just, that's the nature of it. Like Twitter can yeah. help you a little bit and you can like network with all your buddies. But look, one Twitch as a platform to make money is awful. They take 50% yeah. of all your money yeah, of, yeah. of any subs, like all that stuff. Right. So if you want to make a career, it's not on Twitch. It's not like I make more money on YouTube in one year than I've made ever on Twitch. Um, mm-hmm. Well, okay, that's not true. Okay. <laughs> that sounds like I'm saying I've made more money on YouTube than I ever have on Twitch. I'm saying Twitch every month, I'm making more money on YouTube over the past year than I have ever been making on Twitch at any given one month period, right? So, and and YouTube, you go to bed, you get views, you know? Yeah. Like, the, it's just, there's so much more opportunity there. And it, it's, you don't want to put your eggs in one basket. The Dead by Daylight community is expansive. Um, I, yeah, yeah. I did TikTok. I put one TikTok tutorial up for DVD. It was like how to loop a nurse, right? And it mm-hmm. wasn't the most comprehensive, but it's 60 seconds to eat my ass. Um, yeah. <laughs> but, but like that tutorial got like 50,000 views, you know, mm-hmm. on t- it was like my first post. And it's like, th- there's, there's a fan base everywhere. Everywhere. Yeah. So find, I think I agree. Cause I think, it. yeah, I think like the biggest thing when I, cause I've been streaming for a year. Right. So I'm like, I'm not like that experience but the one so thing that i learned good. the most that i learned was so important and i wish i i knew people to tell me this like when i first started mm-hmm. was discoverability when you're not online is way more important because you are only streaming let's say four days a week for like four to five hours right that span of time for you to get discovered is not good enough if you could just post something on especially nowadays kids tiktoks is huge Post something yeah. on TikTok. <laughs> that video is on there forever. It will constantly be getting someone seeing that and seeing some kind of your content and discovering right. who you are. And I think it's super important. YouTube as well. I think you, TikTok is much easier than YouTube because TikTok you just post a thing there. People just scroll. They'll eventually find you, right? Yeah. YouTube is a different kind of grind, but YouTube as well because it's there forever. So people are going to eventually find it. So right. I think it's super important to have discoverability when you're not online. A hundred percent. Yeah, they're very different algorithms, but they mm-hmm. they're so they're super important. The, the problem with Twitch is if if you're just getting into Twitch, people don't like this conversation because Twitch is easier to get into because you set up yeah. OBS, you watch one OBS tutorial and you're like, cool, I, I'm a streamer. 
Whereas like YouTube, you have to learn thumbnails, you have to learn SEO and marketing, and and you have to learn what people want to click, and you have to learn how to video edit. Like that's a lot of effort, and it seems like oh, I have like five Twitch subs, so like it looks like Twitch is gonna pop off easier than YouTube, and people don't do YouTube. Mm-hmm. But when your when your income is tethered to your available time, you are set yeah. up for failure. If you 100%. get sick and you have to take three weeks off of Twitch, your income's gone. Like mm-hmm. you you could make a community announcement and you could go live and tell, hey guys, I gotta take three weeks off. It doesn't matter, people are gonna unsub. It's just, it is, it is what it is. Until you come back and they might resub. But on YouTube, if I put a video up, I'm still making money on a video from a year ago. Yeah, You know 100%. what I mean? So. It, you know, find your niche. Dead by Daylight has one of the craziest, most diverse communities I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. There are drag queens. I hope that's the proper term. I'm, I'm yeah, yeah. Okay, I don't term. want to offend anyone. Yeah. Um, you're good. You're good. <laughs> you know, there's uh, a large presence of transgender individuals, LGBTQIA. There's like, there's like everyone here. Like, you could find your people and find your niche and what you want to do in the community and do it. If you want to mm-hmm. like, like, oh my gosh, Sammy is like, like cosplays, you know, not. Oh my gosh, Sammy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So there, there's, there's something for everybody, right? It, you, all you have to do is find it. I, I think if you're going to hop in a DVD and just play games and throw your Twitch bot on YouTube, I, I think you can do that. I don't think you're going to be very successful. I think you have to be very intentional with your time and, and think it through. But I, I think that this game's not going anywhere. And I think that it's got so much more room for so many great creators. Mm-hmm. So I totally agree. That's a very long answer. <laughs> I don't know, no, but like it's detailed. I think it's good to say. Drag artists um, would probably be better. That drag be. drag artists because there are drag kings, drag That's queens, true. drag true. monarchs. There's I don't a think whole of it that variety. Way, so that is broadening my horizon. I also just like I'm in the LGBT community. I just say drag queens, but what we'll say is true. Drag queen, you're correct. Drag <laughs> artists for sure. Um, that's it for my questions. Um, there's one uh, that someone submitted for a Q&A. If anyone else wants to submit, we still have some time. Yeah, let me post the link. If you guys want to submit a question that won't get lost in chat, I think you mm-hmm. should be able to submit via that form. Uh, but we have a few. I want to go back and actually answer Vincent's question as well that he posted. In yeah, chat. yeah, you could do that one first um, if um, I could find it. So, you uh, yeah, Vincent Vegas says, have you ever had a podcast talking about the grind of the game, especially for new players? I haven't yet. And I think when there's a dead time to, like, when there's no news, right? So probably between full chapter and mid-chapter release, right, when things get a mm-hmm. little dead. I would love to do a podcast that talks about the mentality when it comes to diving into the game. Because the, the game is a grind. It is a grind. But it's, oh, a, it, yeah. it's a grind for a reason, right? Like, uh, again, coming from being, like, a Warframe partner back in the day, uh, when games are very cheap or free and they're not making, like, tons of cash on the you know, uh, the actual purchase of the game, the grind is what keeps people around, right? The the promise of more power or more things to get or whatever. Um, cosmetics, obviously, how they make money, but, I, I, you know, the game's grindy. It is, and mm. it's hopefully going to be made easier uh, when the ranking system gets changed and when MMR gets implemented, but those things have to function properly before they can get implemented, so. But, mm-hmm. when, it, but when it comes to the grind of the game, I think, you know, I, I want to do, like, a full breakdown of... of you know what you should expect because i think a lot of people hop into this game and expect to get good very quick i've had i've had people that hop in stream and they're like hey i got 50 hours how do i get good as 
like Oni, and I'm like, play the game for another <laughs> two thousand hours more. and come back. Yeah, I'll talk. <laughs> you know, I have like thousands of hours in this game. Like I said, I will log in and I'm to stream and I'll play a game, and I'm like, hold up, I could do that. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, hold on. <laughs> like it's, I'm like, this constantly is something there, and like you think you get like all the fundamentals of it, but like, oh man, and you don't. Like. Nope. <laughs> the, the amount of hours I spent watching, uh, like how to run uh, LT wall, Jesus, how to yeah. run killer shack, how to counter run those walls, mm -hmm. like what perks level, what perks not to level. It's like it's it's such an in depth game, which I think I find so much it fun. Is. The mind games you can do, the perk combinations you can do. Like a good example is I think that most of you don't know this, but if Victor is out and idle, if you crouch walk up to him, there's no heartbeat. There's no heartbeat. I bet most. I didn't, didn't know, know that, that until last week. Yeah, it's, <laughs> like... it's, it's subtle things, right? But so I, I think when you go into Dead by Daylight, uh, and this is just like a brief overview, I think you should just play the game for your mm -hmm. first 50, 60, like whatever, you know, uh, trying to get too good too fast before you understand stuff is tough, right? And, and what's going to happen is you're going to go watch tutorials about all these terms that you don't have a good enough base knowledge to understand what's happening, right? Mm -hmm. Or you're going to watch a tutorial that like tries to give you an overview. Like I make tutorials. Don't watch my shit if you have like less than 50 hours, I'm telling you. Like mm. it's, it's, it's going to be confusing because you're going to try to remember all of it without like having a good base set of knowledge. Like if I talk about the exit gates and hex totems and you've never been in the game for more than two matches that info is not going to stick so just play and enjoy that ride because i think dbd is best when you are mostly new right there, there's it's mm -hmm. a very different game but at first it's a horror game for the first few hours right and so just enjoy that and yeah then, i agree yeah like and then get good right and then after 50 hours or whatever start looking at basic tutorials but i i Diving in to try to be a professional too fast or try to be a damn good nurse when you have 100 hours is, is tough because you have to learn every configuration of every map and every perk and everything survivors could do. And people hit that roadblock when they get to like rank six and they're 100 hours in and they go, I can't get better. And I'm like, you just need to play. Yeah. You just you sure. got to. And so instead of trying to like get the dub every time, right, I, I think it's so much better to go into every match and try to figure out like if you're a survivor literally go into a match and go i'm gonna get chased and i might i might die i don't even care i just want to like get better at chasing and that's going to be like my win condition did i get chased for like 30 seconds or did i get chased for longer like am i doing better than yesterday cool yeah like if i'm trapper like see if i can snap like three traps on someone this round i don't even care if i get the w and and that mm -hmm. that automatically takes all the pressure all the grind all the stress off just little micro achievements also yeah stop caring about perks stop stop googling what the best perks are stop it i'm gonna be making a video about the best perks but they don't fucking matter that much stop it mm -hmm. <laughs> and like for me i would also say like stop thinking that the win condition in this game is an escape or a kill mm -hmm. i don't right. find like i i play when i play this game like when i play survivor i am the most i run to the killer i want to get chased i want a mind game I want to go for hooks. I want my friends to get out of the game first. Like I'm so altruistic die and like for that for me is fun. <laughs> so I will die every game. And like, for me, I like, that's my goal. Like I had fun. I got my blood points, whatever. And like, for me, I think that's more fun. But, yeah. Like I, I think I'm going to actually make a, a video soon. I think on 
these videos kind of get clicks. It's a clickbaity title, but the mentality of a rank one survivor, right? Ooh. <laughs> and it's probably going to be controversial because, like, my mentality on it is going to be different. Because for me, I'll mm-hmm. die for somebody. Like, I don't give a yeah. damn, right? Me too. Yeah. Um, because, and I think that's something new players need to understand is that, like, like as a killer, you need a few kills to, like, pip up, right? You need to... But as a survivor, you can completely die and pip up, right? So as yeah. a killer, you need to be semi-successful in your objective. But as a survivor, not as much. Which no, is, I think you have more leeway. Right. Um, no. Even though, like, actually pipping as a survivor is far harder. Um, that's a whole other conversation. But I so, <laughs> so, like, you know, or earlier, you know, today or like even yesterday I was recording. And, uh, you know, I died so two people could escape. And I was like, cool. I got chased. Like, the chase took forever. Like, I afforded people the escape. That's a, that's a W for me. Like, I don't care about escaping. And, yeah. and so I, I just – I think that uh, you're not going to win every match. But also just <laughs> – again like focusing on micro goals do i you know let me try to max out these we're gonna live forever stacks whatever yeah i like that it's really cool actually so but yeah when it comes to the grind i i do want to talk about it a lot more because i think that it could be dissuasive to hop in and see 174 perks and go like what (laughs) Um, wait (laughs) um but but i think that like if you can if you can buy and that's why i'm putting out a tutorial video i'm kind of promoting this to our 100 listeners um, I'm putting out a tutorial video when the Resident Evil chapter drops and it's it's a tutorial of like it's, it's not even a tutorial it's just like here's how a game of Dead by Daylight looks like here's just the basics not even talking about perks or nothing and we don't talk about the perks we don't talk about the blood web we don't talk about what survivors best none of that because I think that if you can learn to fall in love with the game the grind becomes a little bit easier if mm-hmm. you if you can love like just the act of like playing it like you don't have to love face camping right like you know but if you can love like the who am i going to go against and what's this build and if you can learn to love if you can learn to love learning the game as well i think that all that shit falls in place pretty easily so mm-hmm. it's very philosophical but <laughs> well you guys are here first go check out the youtube video the chapter launch <laughs> i'm excited for all it. right so we have a question from just black oh Mm-hmm. Um, what expectations do you have from chapter Resident Evil? What impact do you think it'll have? So I think that this is going to be one of the biggest chapter releases for Dead by Daylight. Oh yeah, for ever. sure. Um, Silent Hill was cool, but Silent Hill is for old people. Like, <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, like very few of y'all bought Pyramid Head and then went and played Silent Hill one on PS one. Like, it's just not, you know what I mean? Like Konami mm-hmm. has slept on Silent Hill and hasn't made a Silent Hill game in forever. So it's like, I was hyped on that because that's my childhood, but like somebody who's you know i don't know 12 now or whatever is like hyped that pyramid head exists because he's cool but they're not like into it into it you know what i mean so i think resident evil has an insane fan base a bunch of old old heads it's got new people like it's i was watching code veronica when i was little and i just got done playing re8 last week and i played re2 and 3 remake like three weeks ago you know like so I think this has got a lot of potential to bring people in. My expectation, and I'm going to say this, Twitch drops for a DVD. Uh, I remember Twitch drops for the Warframe directory, by the way. Um, so my expectations for, for Resident Evil are Nemesis is the killer. I mean, these are my hard predictions. I'm not even going to gloss around it. Nemesis is the killer. If it's anyone else... I'll eat my own ass. Um, <laughs> I'm waiting for this chat to drop <laughs> on Tuesday. I don't want to hear no quotes. I will delete this episode. Can someone please clip the vibe. Thank you. <laughs> um, 
I think it's not. I think Mr. X is is a boring guy in a hat. And, yeah, I don't think it'd be Mr. X. Uh, I agree. I think Nemesis for sure. Possibly one of the daughters from um, RE8. I mm-hmm. think. And, and we've talked about this. It could be a sister or Demetrius. I think it's a red herring. This community, like the the devs, the marketing oh, people, yeah. they they love fucking with us. So they love messing with us for sure. <laughs> I, I I think the sisters and Demetrius would be too too new. I think they're not like iconic enough and. Uh, God, if I knew what the hell their powers would be. But I think there's a lot of potential with Nemesis. Um, mm-hmm. And this is a hope, but I sincerely hope for two survivors. Um, when it came to Silent Hill, there there's only one clear option, right? Uh, you could do James Sunderland, I think is his name, last name. Mm-hmm. Uh, or you could do Cheryl. Um, that's it. Like, Which her name's actually Heather, by the way. I hate calling her Cheryl, but her name's Heather. Um <laughs> but that's that's basically it like everyone else is kind of like meh honestly even her legendary skins are like meh like these yeah, I no, don't I care about like these characters and it's not because they're bad skins per se but I just don't care about the characters mm-hmm. but you think of Resident Evil you think of like Ada Wong like Leon, Claire, Chris like you think of like there's a few you know. yeah so many people and so I think we're getting two survivors and I think it'll be Chris and Jill or Leon and Claire, but I think we'll get legendary skins to swap them. So Leon will be able to turn into Chris and Claire will be able to turn into Jill. Um, mm. That would be a marketing strategy. That would be awesome. You could play as literally any of your favorite characters besides Ada Wong, unless they add her to, which would be lit. Cool. Um, you, yeah. You'd be able to play as any of your Resident Evil, you know, uh, favorites. And then if you love survivor right if you want to play uh any of those guys and then like i think nemesis is just an iconically cool villain and i think there's a lot of potential we might get another um killer who uses illness right to to infect people in some way or something of that nature right very hopefully different from plague but i think it's a unique unique mechanic and i think there's a lot of potential there you know i will say that nemesis usually uses like literal grenade launchers so i don't know how they get around not giving him weaponry but Mm-hmm. He has tentacles, so whatever, you know? Let the weird <laughs> art, it can, you know, commence. But, uh, so that's that's what I think. I think it's going to be a hugely impactful uh, chapter. That's why I am literally I prepping, agree. like, four YouTube video tutorials to help new players. Especially tutorials, it's smart, because a lot of new players are going to come in, for sure. Yeah, for sure, so for we're sure. I'm going to have a video. It's not going to really be, a, like, a hot video, but there will be a video that talks about, like, completely pipping up. There will be a whole video dedicated to, the like, the blood web system. Like, I'm just making a whole playlist, like, hey, are you new and dumb? Cool, this is for you. Um, <laughs> and, yeah, I, I think it's going to be huge, um, which mm-hmm. is... Honestly, when I think about like me being a new fog whisperer, like that's one of those things where I'm like, I, I, like it's it's such an impossibly perfect time to be a new fog whisperer and to like potentially get some like you know be able to do some giveaways on stream and then push those people to like o- over to YouTube and like all that. It's just it's almost serendipitous. Yeah. So. It's gonna be a big week for you for sure. So it's exciting. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then a question from Aaron Swarm. Um, what is your dream chapter you would love to see coming into the game going forward? We kind of talked about this before. Yeah, it's um, it's a tough one, man. I, I think yeah. the only thing I care about now is Alien. Alien, um, eh? Yeah, or... <laughs> I, I don't think they could do a full Dead Space chapter, but to get Isaac Clarke from Dead Space, which, good luck talking to EA. They shut that studio down, Visceral, so I don't know that... 
I mean, EA owns the the license, but I don't know they care about it. So, mm. but if they can make money for free, why wouldn't they? Um, yeah. But Isaac Clarke is a super cool character, I think, especially in in one and two. So I, that would be really cool. But I don't know that there's a lot of other games that I think are like iconically horror. Um, I can't think of games. I think more in terms of movies. Yeah. Personally, and, like for me, I would love to see like it or the thing. That's true. I just yeah, want some super it. highly deceptive like monster character that could just like do some crazy things. It like, would for be me, super I think, cool. Like, so cool. Yeah. Especially like based on sort of the new movie. More like mm -hmm. I love that like visual. Yeah, it's very cool. Um, you know, yeah, I I, I think, you know, and with Jordan Peele's Candyman being kind of re-released soon. I think there might that might be cool. Like I'm I'm really mm -hmm. optimistic for the movie because if the movie's good, then like maybe we get Candyman. Um, old Candyman movies were like cult classic, awesome, but I don't think they qualify him like enough as a killer. And I'm not going to mm -hmm. spoil the reasons why if you haven't seen the movie, but there are reasons why I don't think it works. <laughs> but uh, I I don't know. I don't, yeah, I'm not. Uh, I, we'll definitely have to see. They're going to have to start I'm flexing sure their brains. Up with like the next big chapter, if it's not an original killer, it's going to have to top. <laughs> Resident mm. Evil, and that's gonna be hard. Yeah, I, I would. Even if it's original, I, I worry for the team because they have to like have something that's not like, oh, well, it's okay. You know, you mm -hmm. know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. so I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. And then there's a question about what would like what perks would we like to see reworked? That's a that's a deep question. So I don't want to. I don't know if we answered that or not. I think maybe I think we answered this in a past podcast. I think, okay, I, think I was gonna say that's yeah. A, yeah. So answer that in a, in a past podcast. I think the rest are kind of uh, new. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I got interviewed, so I, this was a, a much longer podcast than I had actually anticipated. Yeah, but I had fun. <laughs> I, I had long answers. Um, so but, I had fun. Uh, I like picking your brain. It's good conversation. It. I appreciate yeah. it. I, any any opportunity I can have to more deeply connect with people um 100 because you know and like i, I wanted like the podcast audience to like get to know you a bit more as well that's true. so it's good our audience is growing if you guys haven't take a look on spotify google podcast wh wherever you listen to podcasts you know um go give us a little bit of look see if you have a commute or if you go on a walk or if you have a long poop you know uh <laughs> you know you get get, get Get, get, get some podcasting, you know what I'm saying? Um, but uh, that is going to be the end of the episode. Thank you guys for coming through. If you guys did not know, this is I'm All Ears, a Dead by Daylight podcast where we cup our ears to the fog and we discuss all things Dead by Daylight, including balancing, updates, rumors, leaks, character lore, popular quests, etc. Uh, we record this live, twitch.tv slash DylanKG at 11 a.m. Central time. But if you can't make it, don't sweat. Head on over to your favorite podcast services. Type up I'm All Ears and uh, you'll find us. But uh, thank you guys for coming through and uh, we'll be live. I personally will be live again on Tuesday on Twitch for the what I assume to be a PTB. I do not have inside info, but uh, I, I highly doubt they're not doing a PTB. Drew, when are you live next? The people need to know. I'm um, live Monday, 12 p.m. Eastern Standard. Monday, so. I'm trying to one-up me. Okay, okay. Yeah, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, go check us both out on YouTube uh, under the same respective names. Thank you guys for being here, and uh, we'll see you on the next episode. Bye.